Welcome to the Audit 15 Fund Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we have another exciting duel. The topic of the duel is, are auditors responsible for detecting fraud? And to discuss that topic, I have the honor to have as my guest, Emmanuel Johannes. He's the CEO of Kepler Associates Limited in Alaba, Aulaja. He is the Chief Managing Consultant at Go Risk and Oversight. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining the podcast. Really appreciate your time here. For the benefit of the audience, I will go over the rules here. Opening remarks, we'll start with Emmanuel. Each of you will have three minutes. Then each of you will have three minutes for a response. In closing remarks, each of you will have two minutes. Without further ado, I will let Emmanuel start on the topic of our auditors responsible for detecting fraud. Your time starts now. Thank you very much, John, for hosting us again today. I think this is a very interesting topic. Should auditor uh, detect uh, fraud? Are they responsible? Well, I would like to go against the conventional wisdom of the standards, which put a lot of caveats in terms of what auditors should be doing as far as fraud is concerned. My position has always been auditors should be able to detect fraud because, yes, we can say, for example, internal auditors, we talk about providing assurance, risk management, governance, and internal controls. But at the same time, when you are planning your internal auditing, you are told to consider the risk of fraud as you are planning your work. If you are doing external auditing, the same thing, you are told to consider, you know, the risk of fraud. And then the standard goes further to say auditors should be able to detect material fraud. So now there's a very thin line between what is material fraud and, and what is a not a material fraud. You know, so, so for me, I feel oh, on the safer side uh, and based also on the expectations of, of society, stakeholders, is auditors should be able to detect fraud because what is material to you may not be the same as to someone else. And for example, if you talk about public sector, there's no materiality in public sector. You know, every money is a taxpayer money that could have been used the to deliver services to people who I need. So, so in my opinion, auditors should be able to detect fraud. Alaba, your response? Thank you very much. The question, are auditors responsible for detecting fraud? My response would be, it, it depends. It depends. And some of these are conditions will be based on the standards, based on what Emmanuel has said. The question is, it depends because fraud has legal implications and legal dynamics. And this is an area where the services of experts are often needed. Another reason why I said it depends is because not all internal auditors have expertise in fraud detection or fraud-related matters. And another reason why I'm going to be saying it depends is because let's talk about the importance that the organization places on the internal audit function. Because this importance will be an indication of 
how the organization wants to have is such preventing, fraud preventing and fraud detection control. Another area where I say it depends is we need to talk about what is the responsibility of the internal audit function based on the approved charter. What is the responsibility of the internal audit function based on the policies and the procedure, procedures of the, the fraud policies, I mean, the fraud policies and the fraud procedures of the organization. So if you look at this, then before we now go into the standards, what the standard actually say? Specifically, the standard does not expect us to be experts in fraud. If you look at um, standard 2110, standard 2120, A2, A1 and co, it tells us what our expectation, what organization should expect from us as internal auditors. So we have some responsibilities for detecting fraud. It all depends on the context of organization, the standards, the expertise of the internal auditors. Because like I said, if you go straight into every internal audit should be for detector, it depends. Thank you very much. Emmanuel, your turn. Yes, this thing of it depends, it's very tricky when you start putting it depends because it creates a gray area, you know? And, and, and so what's the safer way? I think there's been some very interesting rulings, you know, I, I haven't listed all of them, but there has been some rulings uh, recently whereby auditors have been cast because of their failure, you know, and these are not external auditors, internal auditors, because they were expected, you know, uh, to be able to alert organizations, you know, in terms of, you know, misappropriation or um, some other things. You know, where I'm based in Tanzania, there are several cases, you know, and, and, and I, as a, as a past leader uh, of IIA in Tanzania, I've been helping internal auditors to fight some of these uh, cases at court. But why did we get there? Because their society, their expectation, all lay people, when they think of audit, they think of fraud. You know, this thing of internal control, risk management, to them, it's not a commoner's language. You know, for their, their languages, if there's an abuse, we have an auditor. He should be able to tell us. He should be able to detect. So for me, I think, and, and um, I've been reading some publication, for example, Recently, there has been the Security and Exchange Committee. I think they, they are of U.S. There's one uh, uh, statement in the publication which they released in 2022, October. And they were saying auditors are gatekeepers. And therefore, the importance of responsibility with respect to the identification of risk of material misstatement due to fraud. That is as far as financial statement is concerned. And the detection of material misstatement in the financial statement due to fraud should not be underestimated, should not be underestimated. So the question is, yes, you may argue from maybe those are external auditors, but you are an internal auditor. You sit in the organization every day. If they have the burden of detecting material fraud, your burden as an internal auditor is even bigger because you are working there, you know, five days a week. You know, and you have to advise the organization. Auditors should be able to detect fraud. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, based on what Emmanuel um, said, I believe um, the context of 
the the allegation that internal auditors should be responsible or um, the verdict that internal auditors should be responsible. This is based on expertise. And let's talk about if internal auditors actually are proficient. For example, attribute standard 1210 on professional says internal auditors must have sufficient knowledge to evaluate the risk of fraud and the manner in which it is managed by the organization, but are not expected to have the expertise of a person whose primary responsibility is detecting and investigating fraud. The other area that we need to consider before you can say internal auditor should be responsible is the area of attribute standard 1220 under due professional care. And it says internal auditors must exercise due professional care by considering the probability of significant errors, fraud, or non-compliance. Now, if you are a modern internal auditor, you know this is your responsibility. Two areas that you need to focus on, proficiency one, then due professional care. It is already stated here. And based on that standard, on, on due professional care, which is standard 1220A1, what we should understand there is that that standard simply says, simply says that internal auditors are expected to consider implications of possible frauds when they are preparing their engagements. It is already in their responsibilities. What I'm saying here is that every internal auditors, when you are preparing an engagement, you should consider errors, fraud, non-compliance in what you are doing. You already have that as a limited role. I'll put it as say, okay, let's say limited role or supporting role for detecting fraud in an organization. So my conclusion would be, we have a supporting role in detecting fraud based on our proficiency standard 1210 and due professional care standard 1220. Another area that I want us to mention to talk about is on risk management. If you look at risk management area, internal auditors are also expected to consider fraud risks in what they are doing. Yes. So yes, if we have one of these three things, proficiency, due professional care, and risk management requirements as responsibilities, then you should know that we have only supporting role in being responsible for detecting fraud. Thank you very much. Yes, the issue of auditors should consider the risk of fraud. You have raised the pertinent issues in terms of the proficiency. You know, so what you're trying to say is, you know, internal auditors can use an excuse that we, we don't have an expertise, you know, in, in fraud. So, so we're not responsible for that. But, but we're not responsible for detecting fraud. And here I'm not talking about investigation. No, I'm just talking about detection of fraud because investigating that's a whole new area and i don't think internal auditors all internal auditors should have responsibility to do the investigation of fraud but then if the standards ask you that you should consider the risk of fraud the possibility of errors as you are planning your work so how do you do that if you don't have proficiency in the area of fraud so you know how do you identify the risk of fraud if you don't have proficiency as you've mentioned you know on the or on that area what the standards wants and i appreciate you know the spirit of the standards you know which ipf is pointing but then consider that you are now sitting in a public court you are sitting in front of your board and you are saying that yes i consider the risk of fraud possibility of this and then and then the next question is how did you miss this how why your procedure did not detect this yeah, so, so I think that's, that's critical for me. Thank you, John. See, see, what I'm going to say here, 
we will not leave the fact that not all internet auditors are really proficient at detecting fraud. My problem is that not all internet auditors are trained to be internet auditors. But as a team, as a team, so the standard expected so. as the standard expected it as a as a team, as a department that you should have resources to fulfill the requirements of this standard. However, what I'm saying now is that are all internal auditors real internal auditors in terms of what this standard says? Are all internal auditors trained according to the IPPF or the standards itself? So we will still have to, we will still have to, we will still have to base the arguments on the proficiency, on the requirements of proficiency. Oh, just a quick point, Jalaba. Just a quick one. If we don't set that expectations from the beginning, because we we don't have training to do so, then the board and management will not provide you with the resources to do so. So why don't we set the expectations and we say, you know, this is what is expected no, from us. No. We, what, the we have a fundamental issue. We have a fundamental issue in the internal auditing. And that fundamental issue is that not all of us are trained to be internal auditors. We have conventional internal auditors. We have modern internal auditors. Who can speak in the language that I'm speaking as you are speaking? So now, if you expect a conventional auditor to speak in this manner or to detect fraud in this manner, it may be different. So what I'm saying is this, that the expertise is different. Although we all agree, because we are both modern internal auditors, we agree that this is what the standard says. This is the expectation of the standard. This is the requirements of the standard. However, not all of us in practice can actually work according to this requirement. And that is where we are missing it at the basics. That is the, the actual place we are missing it. Not every one of us are real internal auditors. So if you are telling me that, um, okay, I'm sorry. If you say that I could be found guilty of not detecting fraud. I, I think uh, I would say maybe my internal audit department is not proficient in doing or in achieving the goals or the responsibility that has been given to it in that, in that department. And everything has to do about proficiency, the professional key. And that's what I'm saying. It tend to depart from what you've been suggesting because you've said some of us are trained internal auditors and some of us and some of internal auditors maybe are not trained internal auditors. So why are they in internal auditing? I believe everyone who gets into internal auditing should be. No, it's not one, there's no question about why are they. There's no question about why are they. No, 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 who will be in the medical school to learn that field? We have people that are searching who will learn different things. What last, I'm saying last year, is this. I have trained five medical doctors on the issue of fraud, and they are all now, you know, certified fraud examiners. They are working for the health insurance. They are fraud in. examiners. They are fraud so, so, examiners. But they yes, are fraud but, examiners. But they are medical doctors. So if they are internal auditors, why can't they take the training also I to think, be able to know? Emmanuel, we, we are digressing. Emmanuel, we are digressing. We are digressing in the fact that there was never a question about they can't be internal. 
What I'm saying is this, not all of us are real internal auditors. And you know, conventionally, we know this is what internal auditors so, auditing used to be. You see, and you know, is, according to Anaba, Anaba, now we're is, talking about specific responsibilities that internal auditors should be taking in detecting fraud. I think I'm going to take my debate to what are the specific responsibilities that internal auditors should be taking in detecting fraud according to what we have in the IPPL. That, is, that will be my area of focus now. There's never yeah. an agreement about that. Yes, so as, as much as we appreciate, you know, or the standards, you know, professional internal auditing that, you know, the auditors do not have the primal law to detect and prevent fraud, but then the expectations of public, expectations of our stakeholders, the board members and lay people when it comes to internal auditing, they expect us to be able to detect a fraud. So if we have to add value, we need to think about how can we move to that direction. Thank you. You know, I started with, um, it depends. And uh, based on what Imara just said, expectations of the, um, the stakeholders. And I said earlier on, depends on what role that internal auditor is, internal auditing is given on, um, on detecting fraud. So what I'm going to say is that I'm sticking with the standards that internal auditors should have sufficient knowledge of fraud for them to be able to identify risk. The slacks, they should consider fraud risk in their own assessment of control design. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining the podcast. I know the debate got passionate, and that's okay because it is a passionate topic. It is something that we need to be discussing. We had recent developments in the UK about internal audit's responsibility for detecting fraud. We have recent case with Wells Fargo, and this is something that it's a hot topic and we need to be discussing. So really appreciate you both being on the podcast. Thank you very Thank much, you. John.